This is the Impact Report. I'm your host, Katie Elman. The Impact Report brings together students and faculty in Bard College's MBA in Sustainability program with leaders in business, sustainability, finance, social entrepreneurship, and more. These conversations go live the first and third Friday of each month. This week, Bard MBA's PJ Connolly speaks with Karen Chauvin, CEO and founder of Enviro Integration Strategies. Well, thank you very much, Karen, for coming on the podcast and speaking with us. You have a very interesting background and we've gotten to know each other a little bit over the last few weeks uh, in regards to the mining industry. And um, my team and I, we did a little project, consulted with you. Uh, you were known as or pointed to as sort of the foremost expert or, or one of the foremost people in mining and circularity within mining and sustainability. So uh, without, I guess, going too much into that, I'd love to ask if you'd be able to describe for, for our audience what you do and then tell us about the organization you lead. Sure. And yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, so I guess what I do is uh, is really working as a sustainability change agent within mining. I've been working um, both in terms of my business and um, for my volunteer capacity. I've been working in mining for the past 20 years, and I'm a geological engineer with an environmental uh, specialization. So I've done a lot of work in tailings and mine waste management, and that's all of the waste products from mining. I've done a lot of work around water and planning for closure to make sure that um, lands are more stable over the long term after we leave, and also working with operations to both make better decisions and manage things better, but also to find new technologies and opportunities to reduce environmental impacts so we can have a more responsible development. Gotcha. And so you have your own, it, it's, you started within mining and now you are consulting for mining. Is that correct? Um, yeah, I spent probably about 15 years working for um, mining companies. I did start out in consulting at the very beginning, working for others, but um once uh, there was a company I was just uh, downsizing a bit, and so I decided to go out on my own. And now I advise um, corporate offices and uh, operations. Uh, my business is called Enviro Integration Strategies, and um, I kind of work uh, as as if I'm part of the team that I'm working for. Um, we like to co-create solutions and find better ways and I like to utilize everyone's ideas um, that are there already and just help them move things forward. Nice. I I actually wanted to ask you a little bit more about your consulting process. Just uh, a lot of the MBA students and, and people probably listening to this podcast um, have a little bit of experience with consulting. Some are thinking about going into consulting full-time, especially within uh, sustainability as a general genre. Um, I was wondering how how do these these contracts and these projects 
come up for you? How, how are you, do you reach out to each of these companies when you have an idea? Do they come find you? Is it a little bit in between? And then how do you guys go about and really develop projects that you're working on? I mean, there's lots of different ways that um, small businesses in particular go after contracts. A lot of times it is um, through who you know um, and uh, word of mouth on, on the work that you do. Um, and for me, uh, my volunteer capacity comes into play. So I'm on the I'm the chair of the Environmental and Social Responsibility Society for CIM, which is our national um, professional mining association in Canada. And with that, I am exposed to a heck of a lot of people. <laughs> and so, in particular, my last um, big contract, and I'm still working on it right now. Um, came about just from having conversation with a couple people I knew and um, led to just, you know, further conversations. And it was interesting because they thought I did one thing. And once we started talking, they realized how much more I could do to help them. And so, yeah, it just comes by having those conversations and trying to understand what um, problems they have to solve and, and seeing what, what you can do to help. Um, sometimes I pass um, I pass it on to somebody else I know or recommend others and, and have people do the same on the other side on the other side. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Mm. We'll come we'll come back to that a little bit more. Um I think later down the road in this uh this conversation just about some of the cool stuff you might be working on. But first I wanted to ask you, how do you define sustainability? Um well, the sustainability is a lot of things for me. I mean, of course, you know, if you think about the standard traditional uh, definition of, you know, using our resources responsibly so that our future generations can also do the same. Um, but, you know, it's like really living it and, and embedding that in the things that we do uh, in business as well. So using only what we need, minimizing waste uh, generation, uh, recovering value from any waste that we do generate and ensuring we're not damaging uh, the land and the water and ecosystems around us, particularly in mining. Um, but it also has a big social element to it um, in the world that I work in. So, you know, not doing things at the de detriment of others, uh, creating social equity where we can, safety, inclusivity, and really working to collaborate um, so we can create shared value. Those are things that I would all include within the basket of sustainability, and it still needs to be um, financially sustainable, because if you can't uh, operate a business to create all these things or do the right things, then it's not sustainable either. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So on that front, I was wondering if you could describe to us the overall state of mining and the mining industry in terms of sustainability. I mean, personally, you know, in our cohort, and I think a lot of the uh, MBA students that go through, when we think of sustainability, um, I would say maybe the last industry that we think of, <laughs> maybe behind <laughs> fossil fuels <laughs> and oil and gas is metals and mining. Um, and so I, I was wondering if you could just fill in for us sort of paint a picture of where the mining is, industry is currently in terms of sustainability. And then I'll throw in another 
uh, question here. Where does it need to go, do you think, in the next five years? Yeah, it's interesting how many people um, put mining in that box. <laughs> um, because, you know, if you think about our, our life systems, we're trying to create products and systems to make life more sustainable, right? So we want clean energy, we want clean water, we want people, everyone to be on the same uh, standard of living. We want to be giving access to information and that means connectivity in all of our um, digital world. And, you know, all of these things, even producing more food, all of these things mm -hmm. depend on mining. And so really mining has to be a piece of the puzzle of sustainability overall. And so taking that lens, um, you know, mining exists because we are, we're needed. And we have come a long way in the last 10 to 20 years, particularly, um, as we've learned more things from science and as, um, you know, there's more social pressures, shared value and bringing benefits to local communities and such that are, are, are living around us. And so <clears throat> what, mining, what mining has evolved into is really a business of, you know, yes, we extract raw resources that are non-renewable, but we are also doing things in ways that we're looking to reduce water use, we're reducing energy use, we are moving into clean energy as well, um, and automation and electrification, all these things that um, can help reduce our impacts. We are, you know, our, the rules of play have changed uh, substantially. So th you, there's no longer this world where you can go and dig a hole and, and then kind of walk away and leave it behind that's like way way beyond us or behind us mm. um we're now regulated to plan for closure right bef right from the beginning like before we ever even get a permit to develop a site we need to know how we're going to close that site and we need to be doing things as we go along to you know make sure that we're minimizing our disturbed footprint and all of these things. Now, obviously that's easier on smaller scale mine, mining sites than it is on larger scale um, for the progressive front, but these things are all being done. Now on the social side, um, well, there's uh, a lot of companies and, and I'd say all of the leading companies and that it doesn't mean just the large companies, but leading in um, whatever size they are that they work with the communities to listen and hear, you know, what it is that those communities need for education or training or infrastructure. And they're bringing um, those things, helping those things be developed within the region or within the community. They're building their skill sets and they really are drivers of the economy within the regions that they operate. Like I was looking at a report the other day and uh, it's actually a really interesting report that was just released. And it, it goes through and looks at what's the, like what, what are the dependence of various countries on mining for economic mm -hmm. development? 
And, uh, you know, one, one of the, just from the survey respondents of this report, they're saying over the last six years, um, corporate tax payments were almost $100 billion U.S. in royal, royalty payments of uh, $56 billion U.S. dollars. And this is all money that goes into the economy to support education, healthcare, infrastructure, and supporting the government within that those regions to, you know, not just for the local community, but for the whole country. So it's, mm -hmm. it's interesting that, you know, in many of the countries where mining operates, they're poor countries often, and they rely on income for economic development. So, you know, mining, mining is doing a lot of things that don't catch the general public's attention necessarily. The Impact Report is brought to you by the MBA in Sustainability Program at Bard College. Recently named the number one green MBA and ranked as a top business school for nonprofit leaders by the Princeton Review, the Bard MBA in Sustainability offers a globally leading business curriculum that integrates sustainability vision, real-world consulting engagements, organizational transformation, and entrepreneurial training, equipping graduates to lead a just transition to a sustainable future. The hybrid program meets one weekend per month in New York City and online two evenings per week, allowing students to complete the program from around the U.S. without halting their careers. Bard MBA is accepting applications from aspiring changemakers for fall 2021 enrollment. Learn more at gps.bard.edu. I'm going to phrase this next question as sort of another two-part question. One, what are those cutting-edge companies, really? Like, where is that cutting edge of mining? Um, and who's doing the really good stuff? And then two, is it ever, is it feasible? You know, you hear uh, this talk a lot about, oh, well, we have, there's more biomass in human, like, things now. You know, like, our complex Society, human society has created now more biomass and more minerals and metals that are out of the ground <laughs> than we have like biomass on the planet. Uh, and I'm curious, do you see, is there ever a way that we can essentially just reuse what we already have pulled out of the ground in various forms? And, and get to a truly circular type of mining where we don't even have to touch uh, the ground and the soil again? Or is that gonna be some, is that sort of far-fetched given our trajectory and our situation at, at least for the, you know, the next handful of years, uh, even next 10, 20, 30 years or so? Um, curious your thoughts on both of those and uh, take it whatever direction you want. <laughs> Yeah, so short answer, I'm going to answer that one first, because mm. the short answer is no. Um, there have been a lot of studies done looking out probably even 50 years easily that show if we want, if society truly wants equality and equity and, we, you know, we, we need, there's still a lot of development to happen around the world to make mm. that happen. and we as consumers, um, I don't think it's going to stop. Like people, are, people just don't change their ways, 
um, mm. maybe some some diminishment of waste generation and and even if we optimize circularity with everything that's been produced as you say already <clears throat> that optimized system will still require new raw resources mm. now um, if I leave that there um, I guess I didn't answer the last, like, where do we need to go in the next five years? So mm. what people need to know in mining, um, so I think COVID has has thrown a lot of things, a lot of new innovations mm. that were, they were, they were present, um, but only certain companies were looking at it. Um, but they were there, they got thrown into this, like, roller coaster like let's just go right and mm, and so mm -hmm. things like automation and remote work and digitization and um like i don't know all of it, <laughs> it mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. started to fast track um and and what we've learned from covid is that if we're all working on something that's needed and we work together we we can really accelerate adoption rates uh, we mm -hmm. learn from each other we share we share lessons um, so i think one thing i want to say on the cutting edge i i don't want to highlight any particular company what i want to highlight is the ability for industry to move on matters that um that we really need to address mm -hmm. um when we're all aligned I, like mining is very connected um, in reality, like it's it's kind of a small world in mining. You run into people all the time that we know, and you can be at a you know conference around the world and still find people that you know. Mm. So it's it's interesting how um, how connected we are, and so companies and people are becoming much more in tune with collaborating and sharing those lessons learned, and really advancing change more quickly than we have in the past. And so, mm. what what are what are some of the good things that are happening? I think you know we're we're starting to um, really adopt a lot more use of data. Um, like we've always had data, um, but mm. all of the new technologies and AI and machine learning and all of this stuff is helping us to accelerate what we learn from that data and how we can react and do things differently. So we're starting to um, use that a lot more. Um, we're starting to use a lot more things like remote work and virtual reality and augmented reality so that, um, you know, that, that opens the door for inclusion and diversity. Like people can work from uh, all over the place, right? Remotely. Mm -hmm. um, you have a lot more opportunities there to bring in new perspectives and then learn from those. We're, we're, um, starting to see a lot more where um, people from outside industry are coming in to bring new ideas. Um, so mm -hmm. I think like all of these things are are like it's like a snowball effect, and it's mm -hmm. it's kind of an exciting time to be uh, in mining because it seemed like for a long time uh, things were taking forever to change. Mm -hmm. Like I mean. I've been in sustainability specifically for at least 10, 
10, 15 years almost. And yeah, it was like pulling teeth at the start sometimes, you know, like <laughs> getting, you know, getting people to think beyond what they had to do for compliance was, mm-hmm. um, it was a challenge. And, and now I think um, companies realize that they need to do it and they just, they just ask like, okay, what then, you know, or, Mm-hmm. you know help us find the solution so there's more openness and um this i think ability to bring new ideas in i want to dive in i guess just follow up with getting in then to the mining field you know me and my colleagues and classmates plus others listening to this podcast you say mining's a great exciting time to to be in mining how does one go from not being in the mining field <laughs> to going into to working in metals and mining in the field of sustainability specifically? Um, <clears throat> how does one come in? <laughs> yeah. I there's, there's just multiple ways, really. I mean, you need to take your base knowledge like what is it that you really know more about you know pick a focus area um that's probably the easiest is to pick a a focus area that you can get really good at um and and know what's being done in other industries because uh, because there's a lot of things that translate across um you know Mm. people think think of mining and they just think about the part where you're you know excavating the rock out of the ground and then running it through a mill but there are so many elements in mining and um, there's hundreds, hundreds, I don't know, thousands, different types of roles that people can play in mining. Mm-hmm. If you think like mines can be like little cities, you know, <laughs> remotely mm-hmm. um, operate. So if you, you know, accountants, lawyers, all these different um, positions that support mining. Um, so sustainability-minded folk. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can come in uh, through the social social front, where you're working with communities and communications and transparency. You can be working on conflict um, strategies. Mm-hmm. You can be working in um, like the digital communication side. How do you raise visibility of different issues? How do you um, reach out to people who are are located more remotely but you still want their input you know like there's all kinds of things on on those fronts and how do you Mm -hmm. um, embed things in new uh, behaviors so even folks with with an understanding of human behaviors and mindsets and changing Mm. changing those things um, can be working in sustainability Uh, because really sustainability is all about changing behaviors and mindsets right yeah yeah. <laughs> um, and on the environment front, you know, there's water, waste, air, energy, uh, you know, so so pick what you know and and see what's being done in other sectors. And and you can bring those forward. And I think, you know, you need to get a handle on what things fit with the industry. But that and that needs to come through either attending events or conferences or um, talking with folks in the mining sector. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's uh, a difficult thing for people who haven't been in mining to come into mining, uh, particularly now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, I have, 
I've got, uh, I think, two, three more questions. Um, sure. And uh, the last two are basically your platform. You say what you want to say. First, I want to ask you, though, if you could, based on this whole theme of behavior change, I guess, and where I think you might be going with this, if you could wave a magic wand and change anything about the mining industry, <laughs> what would it be and why? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if I, you know, honestly, if I could make, make magic, um, honestly, I, I would really just wish that we had never made the impacts that we have in the past mm. and that there weren't, that we understood what might happen as a result of what we're doing. Because if you, if you know, um, if you can predict what might happen, you can put things in place to prevent them from happening, right? And, mm. and you know, so what I would really wish is that we never have another failure. Like, the mm. last few failures have just, <laughs> they like break my heart. Mm. So yeah. what do you do? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that, yeah. that would be my wish. Because one, if we hadn't had the, the impacts of the past, we wouldn't have this image for public. Mm -hmm. And they would just see all the good things that we do bring to society. Um, and they would want to be a part of our industry more, you know? And, mm -hmm. and we, are, we are facing a, a skill gap coming forward. There are a lot of people going into retirement and we, we're, we're going to need more resources. It is a really great industry to work in, but <laughs> yeah, got to convince people. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that leads me to sort of this last open-ended question. Really, is this is your platform right now? What do you want to say to everybody? How can people help? Um, how can we help? Just sort of open-ended. What do you want to speak to the world about? Yeah, I, I want to say that, you know, just reiterate that mining exists because there's a societal demand for the materials that we extract. You know, so we don't just do it just for fun. It's, it's there as a business because there's a demand for it. And that mining does support nearly everything that society needs, whether that's growing food or being healthy or getting clean water, the houses and houses we live in, cars we drive, all of it. Um, so if you don't agree with how things are being done, you, you can't just complain about it or try and stop it from happening. It's going to happen. So instead of that, help us find the solutions, bring your ideas and work with mining to help us make change. Because it's only with those diverse perspectives and hearing what what are the alternatives? What what are the other solutions that we can implement or do that will help us make those changes? So I think that that's what I I want to throw out there. <laughs> I've been trying to do this all through, and we we have been making strides. Was as more people join the industry to help make change, we are we are moving the needle. So awesome, awesome. Yeah. How can people connect with you? Uh, your website, email, how, if they like what they heard, if they want to talk to you more and, and learn more about what you're doing and 
and maybe have some questions about getting into mining or, you know, who knows, business development, how can they reach you? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I'm on LinkedIn, Karen Chauvin on LinkedIn. <clears throat> uh, my, my email is kchauvin, that's K-C-H-O-V-A-N, at envirointegration.com. And my website is envirointegration.com. Um, just to maybe give a piece of what I do specifically, if people want to learn more, is I'm, I'm really digging into tailings risk management, um, evaluation, uh, so we can prioritize where to do work first for making improvements. And also, uh, as I mentioned at the very beginning, digging into mining and circularity. And I've got some interesting projects coming up on that front as well. So. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to to seeing what you got going on. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure learning from you and talking with you, Karen. And uh, I know we'll be seeing more of your name soon um, because we've already been talking about how uh, some of your ideas were implemented in our sort of pitch that we had uh, for one of our circularity classes, and uh, that will be showcased um, with a Green Swans Observatory uh, on John Elkington's website. So check that out too. And um, really looking forward to seeing what you're going to do in the future here, Karen. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, thank you. This has been great. And, and uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing uh, what comes of your project as well. <laughs> Learn more about the topics discussed in today's episode by visiting envirointegration.com. Join us for the next episode of the Impact Report on Friday, February 26th. We'll be speaking with Paul Salou of Little Leaf Farms. For the complete lineup and other news, visit us at impactreportpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Interested in learning how you can launch a high-impact, purpose-driven career in sustainability? Check out the resources page from the Bard Graduate Programs in Sustainability for access to free resources to jumpstart your career in sustainability. Hear from leaders in the fields of climate change, consulting, impact finance, fashion, circular economy, and more about how they launched their careers and the tips they have for you to join their industry. Visit gps.bard.edu resources today.